Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. January 11th, 2021. Stepping in puddles. Fast cars. Smoking. Insurance companies. And questionable medical advice. This is awesome today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello. And goodbye. What? Wait. Hello. Do we want to take another (laughs) run at that? I I knew what I was saying. It just felt more right to say goodbye. I don't know. No offense intended. None taken. That's how I approach most social settings. Hello and goodbye. And I leave. I go hide in the corner. You like to do that Irish goodbye. You know what that is? No. Where you leave a party where you you don't tell anyone bye or that you're leaving. You just... Nice. I like it. I thought it was going to be to take a shot and crack a booze bottle over somebody's head. So that's, that's a little more aggressive than I usually go. But, yeah. I mean, I can try anything that's once. That's the other Irish goodbye. Okay. <laughs> or is that the Irish goodnight? <laughs> uh, we oh. can say it because we're Irish. It's true. Okay. It's January 11th. It's a Monday. Your favorite day of the week. It is my favorite day of the week. It's National Step in the Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day. Mm-hmm. Or a Snoring Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds jerky. Yeah, it really does. And it is, at least where I'm from. If you did that kind of thing to somebody, it's a good way to get your butt kicked. Yeah. But I think, I think the real point here is you have to recognize who this would be appealing to, which is, of course, children. Of course. Or jerks, but children. I mean, a lot of children are jerks. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole other holiday. The not wrong. encouragement then for this holiday would be to embrace the simple thrills, as does a child, to make friends with your imagination, to be bold in doing so, and see just how good life can be when you will allow yourself to relax. 
You are so correct in that children do take a, a great amount of delight in puddle splashing and just in general. Both feet, not just one. Yes. And if you can splash your friends in the process, all the better. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice and awesome spin on this. I remember many walks with our children where we'd be going down our, we live in an old neighborhood and so the sidewalk isn't exactly smooth. Mm. If there was any water out, you'd, if you didn't preempt it, it was going to get stomped oh, in yes. and everybody's legs were going to be covered in Absolutely. rancid, hot, mosquito-ridden water, mm. Mm -hmm. which is as good as it sounds. Yes, that paints a real picture. Well, in 1770, didn't want to confuse it with 1717. Okay. 1770, the U.S. receives its very first shipment from London of rhubarb. Rhubarb? What do you use that for? Well, when I was a child, my first discovery of rhubarb was growing wild and free in the backyard of the house we lived in. Oh. Yes. And the neighbor child introduced it to us, and we made rhubarb, quote-unquote, stew out of it. Gross. It was nasty and also might have even been toxic. I don't know. It probably was. But more likely than not... People have experienced rhubarb in a delicious rhubarb strawberry, strawberry rhubarb pie. That is delicious. It's bizarre, but it's delicious. Yeah. You've had it? Yes. I, I love it. it. It's it, perfectly, the tartness balances that mm -hmm. strawberry sweetness. Yes, it's good. Thank you, Britain. Why did, why did it take so long to, for them to send it over? It was right before the revolution, too. Maybe, Maybe it was all part of the long con. Maybe it contains a... A chemical that inspires impotence, and they were hoping to get rid of us through lack of procreation. I don't that know. is a very long con, if that well, was what the... Great Britain's been around a while. They've seen a few things. They're not impatient. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Oh, it didn't pan out the way they had hoped. Not yet. Although, <laughs> it feels like through this most recent election, we're getting closer and closer. Well, 1923... If it is your birthday today, well, 1923 was the birth of Carol Shelby of Leesburg, Texas. Now, who in tarnation is that? Who in tarnation, indeed. Carol was a famous race car driver, which okay. in and of itself probably wouldn't have been enough to get his name recorded. Uh, but it was his name that was used, I'm sure for a fee, by Ford Motor Company on the Ford Mustang Shelby GT350 and... Yes. The Shelby GT500. These are muscle cars. Okay. Um, they went on to be some of today even still the most collectible cars of the late 50s and 60s. Well, then there we have it. Yes. And part of the reason, and the, I'm not making this up, part of the reason for the high collectability, high value of them, it's so much engine in a car that even from the limited numbers made, many of them were wrecked due to people being unable to control <laughs> the wild horses under the hood. More car than they were ready for. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've lived that experience, not with the Shelby, but... Uh, you yes. certainly have. In a Mustang. Mm -hmm. no, not the Shelby. Not the Shelby. 1920. Oh, George, not the Shelby. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yes. 1928. Old Man River. You gotta sing it. You gotta sing it. I can't sing. Okay. Uh, Old Man River song recorded by Bing Crosby. He recorded it with the Paul Whiteman Orchestra in 1928. Mm -hmm. it, was a big, it was a big time for the orchestra. Yes. Why do you like to say it like that? 
Because if you go back and you listen to old radio shows, they yeah. were often introduced as so-and-so and their orchestra. Are we saying it wrong or were they saying it wrong? Or is it just a matter of preference? Um, I think it's probably it's tied to the era in which you're speaking. Okay. If you were to announce it today as an orchestra, you might get kicked in the crotch. Or pedal splashed on you. Uh, true. Or a big damn no in your face. A big damn, damn no! <laughs> yes, that... Well, Old Man River was one of Bean Crosby's first hits. He went on to record a myriad, one might even say a plethora. One might even say a corn you freaking copia. Yes, of other songs, including one of the most famous Christmas songs of all time, of course, White Christmas. You sang neither of those. I, my voice is not warmed up for the orchestra or the vocalities today. Okay. Even though we did sing it mass this morning. And Nico clapped. He, he was did. the only one in the church. It was but awesome. He did it. He clapped at the end of many songs. Yes. 1935. Mm-hmm. Amelia Earhart mm-hmm. takes a solo flight across the Pacific. She flies from Honolulu, Hawaii, I believe, to California. By herself, she's the first person to have ever done this. Yes. This brings prior conversation we've had that we didn't record to mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. and that is the different kinds of celebrations yes. that we have for events that occurred um, and I because I'm a jerk of high opinion and all of that and of great puddle splashing and great puddle splashing fury uh-huh. um, to me this is worthwhile this is the first person to do a thing I think there are many times where we look at, we, we, we try to celebrate something as the first time someone's done something when it's simply been the first, they're from a specific group. Maybe it's women, maybe it's uh, a specific color of person, whatever the case may be, and we celebrate it because it's the first time that it's been done because it was the first time that it was legal oh. that it be done, Yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the... First time a woman is elected to a public office where previously it had just simply not been something that was allowed. Mm -hmm. And to me, I may catch some hate for this. To me, that feels like a condescending pat on the head. Hmm. Interesting. When you celebrate it that way, unless you are just in fact celebrating, hey, there's a right here that wasn't here before. Right. Because the act in and of itself is no longer special. Tons of people had been elected to congressional positions. Tons of people have done something that someone else came along and later did. And again, to me, it just feels like a demeaning, a belittling pat on the head. Oh, look, you caught up and did a thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. The, yeah, you yeah. caught up, you finally did it. Right. Okay. Right. I see what so I don't, I don't like those kinds of celebrations. It's fine to take note that, hey, it's the first time it's been allowed and by golly, we could do it. That's fine. But it just feels weird. I don't know. That maybe it's just me. That's interesting. That's a good point. I had not thought of it that way before. Um, but in this particular January 11th celebration, you're saying that she was the first person. She in was the general first person. Period. To fly from Hawaii to California by themselves. Yes. Interesting. Okay. She was just as a weird aside. Um, as I scrolled through notes on that, there were multiple pictures of her. And 
it it struck me, unrelated to her necessarily, other than that she exemplified this through the photos. I think women more than men can have a tremendously varied appearance. Okay. There was a picture that that certainly had to be right after she got off of a long flight mm-hmm. as the as the pilot wearing probably some kind of headgear and things like that and she looked like hot mess. Well, of course. And then there was another picture of her fully groomed and and they it, I wouldn't have identified the two as the same person. That's that's kind of cool. I will have to go back because I feel like it, as my mind is thinking about Amelia Earhart, I'm only thinking of her in her pilot mm-hmm. year. So I will have to go and check that out. It was interesting. 1935. You women are the masters of disguise. Indeed. And the masters of cleaning up real nice. Cleaning up real nice. Yeah. And cleaning up diapers is something I've heard. <laughs> At least in our home. Because we trade chores. I can't. Yep. Human poo makes me wretch. We have a very specific long-time working agreement. Works for both of us. Mm-hmm. I do diaper duty. You do dead creature duty. Well, dead or live. Uh, sometimes it is live. Mice, snakes. Yep. Uh, the occasional spider. I mean, I can deal with spiders, but... The, you prefer that I do. The, I can change a pee-pee diaper. Yes. Which is the intellectual way to say it. Yes, exactly. Um, I prefer not to, but I can do those. It's the poo that I have trouble with. Yes. And if I... No, I just... Like, I went there in my mind of having to deal with a mouse in a mouse trap, which we even have pretty discreet mouse traps. Mm -hmm. They're not the spring kind where sometimes you have a still alive and suffering kicking around oh get it off i can't breathe no hate it that's what they scream in mouse language oh my gosh i'm gonna pass out or they might be screaming damn no i don't know (laughs) it's hard to hear the words they speak in a high frequency they are most certainly indicating damn no (laughs) um anyway that was a real sidetrack to say that we have we, we portioned it out amongst mm-hmm. the two of us, between the two of us we, early on. Yes, we make up for each other's weaknesses. Exactly, yes. All right, 1964, U.S. Surgeon General at the time, Luther Terry, had two first names. Mm, yes, he did. You can't trust a person with two first names. <laughs> That's a rule to live by. Luther Terry reports that smoking might, it just might, be bad for you. This is one of those... To me, British, no shit Sherlock moments. <laughs> Everybody around's like, yeah, glad we picked that guy for Surgeon General. Well, He's killing it. I mean, but think about it, 1964. I know, I know. I'm being a little harsh, I know. I mean, for decades upon decades, cigarette smoking was oh. just an accepted and very... Yes. Just part of life that... You lived, and so I do think this had to have been like, wait a second, what? Now, of course, it would take a couple more decades for people to really be like, right. oh, no, you were like serious about that? So it's interesting. Clark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's interesting when you go, if you ever have any interest in this, to look up FDA or Surgeon General or whatever things affiliated with smoking. When you look at those documents today, anything relatively recent, it is predominantly around whether or not the tobacco company has done something that might, God forbid, make it appealing to someone under the age of 18 mm-hmm. to use tobacco, um, which is interesting. And 
then also, and the only reason I was looking, um, so we've recently begun to uh, occasionally experience a cigar, right? And by experience, you mean? Well, smoke it. We aren't just looking at it and poking it with a stick. Look, it ain't moving. It's not, we're not idiots, right? Or we are, but a different kind of idiot than that. Yes. Um, No, and in conjunction with that, because I like to research things first, as I was researching, looking at, I had heard someone make reference to, and I couldn't remember if it was Surgeon General, if it was FDA, who it was, I'd heard someone make reference to a relatively recent study or statement that had come out Hmm. that said cigars were fine. And this it hit me a little bit as well because I remember this would have been 12 years ago um, along with when I was first starting in financial services along with securities licensing. I was also insurance licensed and I recall from back then even the, the buzz that was running through our region of advisors saying, hey, if you've got a client looking for life insurance and they smoke cigars specifically instead of cigarettes, have them go through this specific insurance carrier because they don't count cigars as smoking. Okay. Which seemed weird, right? Yes. Because the Surgeon General, everybody out there would tell you, hey, it's all the same trash and it'll kill you. It's the tobacco is what you think is going to be problematic, mm-hmm. but it's not the tobacco. Right. Right. And so most studies that have been done were just broad lumping together. Do you do you smoke anything, period? Right. Um, well, this relatively recent, and I can't remember. I'm wanting to say 2016. That could be completely wrong. So don't whip that out as a party at a party to, or as a party, it's not a party to have, but don't whip that out at a party thinking you'll dazzle everyone until you've researched it yourself or blame your kid if it's wrong. Spoken like such an Enneagram vibe. Um, In any event, this, this report was a deeper look because there are two very different kinds of cigar manufacturing. One is automated, the other is hand rolled when you're talking about a hand-rolled craftsman cigar, which is what somebody who enjoys a nice cigar would most likely go after, yes, at least here in the U.S., it's literally only tobacco leaves. Mm. There is nothing else in it. It is 100% tobacco leaves that have been cut, dried, aged, and fermented, and selected specifically, and, and rolled. Yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The other side, that manufactured side, those cigars in many instances, in most instances, are only different from a cigarette in that they're bigger. Oh. And so within that chopped up 
tobacco, you have a ton of other crap that isn't tobacco thrown into there. So this study, um, or this look at things rather, broke the groups apart. Yes. And began to look at them differently because they're different products. Okay. And what they ultimately determined, now that I've talked for a long time around it, is to say that even up to two full cigars, and it takes a solid hour plus to smoke a, a big cigar, two full cigars a day, there was zero statistical significance towards any health malady. Wow. All right. That's kind of good news. So even less concerning for those who might smoke a cigar a week. Yeah. Right? Right. For sure. Okay. That was a lot. I need to take a nap. Well, you're up, Skipper. I am. Again. 1973. The first graduates from OU. Boomer Senior. You would think, and Oklahoma would think, Oklahoma University? The Sooners? 1973. Does Ohio have an OU? Is there another OU out there? Ohio has I know the they have University of Ohio. Okay, so that might be U of O or just O? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't do know how they it? do it. I'm sure they'll let us know. Like, Texas would be UT yeah. instead of TU. Yeah. I don't know. However it works, we know there's an OU here. But that is not... You poor Oklahoman. That is not what they're talking about. Rather, this is referencing Open University in Great Britain. All right. Have a lot of Great Britain today. Yeah. Um, the first graduates were today after two years of studying from home. They've been awarded their degrees. Open University set up in 1971. It was to allow mature students to obtain degrees while still working and studying from home. So it's the briefcase degree. Yes. And I don't say that with any... Hint no. of, of uh, negativity. It's yep. a very positive thing. And it went on to become one of, if not the largest universities in that country. And they were just like way ahead of their time in terms yeah. of learning from home, which Indeed. is what everyone has Which is to what do. we do now. They were, they were pre-COVID. Yes. All right. In 2007, J.K. Rowling finishes the seventh and last Harry Potter novel. Do you know the name of it? Harry Potter. Putter and the... No, I don't. Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. She finished it while in room 552 of the Balmoral Hotel. Balmoral Hotel? I'm a bad Scotswoman. Balmoral is a type of, of shoe design for men, of the old school, um, oh, sartorial ah, yes. things, yes. Well, the Balmoral Hotel in Edinburgh. The, what a, I thought as I pulled this fact out, what a treat it must be to, well, you know what? I'm going to write a book. I'm just going to go check into a hotel. Many writers do this. They either go to a hotel for a while or they'll just go like to a cabin in the woods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how you can get your legs broken. <laughs> according to Stephen King. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, also in 2007, mm -hmm. uh, you may recall that Hurricane Katrina was in 2005. Well, in 2007, uh, a Mississippi federal court judge ruled that insurance companies had to, they were liable to pay claims by victims of the hurricanes. A massive amount of damage done, obviously, in the yes. southern states from that there was, hurricane. There was a surge after the immediate hurricane had come through. Yes. And, and water and damages from that. Yes. This is more specifically what this is referencing. Well, insurance company is going to insurance company, and they've been working hard to deny claims. 
uh, a whole myriad of claims, not the least of which by saying that the damage that was caused was just caused by water. It wasn't technically hurricane damage. So along with making the people whole with the, the, the paying of the claims being court ordered, which is very awesome. It's the first time that the courts have sided with the, uh, the claimants rather than the insurance companies. Yes. All judges were murdered later. <laughs> Probably. Or being honest. Well, 2008 in the midst of the financial crisis, we have countrywide, which was a lender, a mortgage company who had been Whew, absolutely well above their head in their activities, mm-hmm. as encouraged by Congress and law, because, hey, our government knows how to run a company. Mm-hmm. They were they were about to go bankrupt. Bank of America buys them, and Merrill Lynch and several other companies, um, Bank of America themselves ended up requiring, absolutely tied to this, bailout money, which is our tax dollars, uh, is allowed them then to become one of the biggest oligarchy complexes in the world. I have a lot of uh, not good feelings about this. I worked for Merrill Lynch in the aftermath of that, not during it, but in the aftermath, which meant I also worked for Bank of America. Mm -hmm. And you talk about a bureaucratic mess of things to try to live with inside where it was plainly obvious that... All decisions were made from the perspective of the company's profitability. Screw the client. If they're unhappy, they can go somewhere else. Yeah. It's a really ugly place to be. And I would not be at all disappointed if they slowly or quickly crumbled. Even now? Even now. They're horrible. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I hope they don't sue me. I don't care. What are you going to (laughs) take? Oh, no. They got me. All right. Well, in 2018, just a few short years ago, YouTube issued sanctions against one Mr. Logan Paul for the incredibly distasteful, very upsetting choice he made to post footage of a person's body who had died by suicide. Yeah. This is when I feel like public sentiment, which was never super great about the Paul brothers, it really took a turn there. I don't know that it's really slowed him down. They keep doing their thing, but do they have the same audience and numbers that they used to? I don't know that they had the numbers they used to, but they've gone on to do things that they got to keep a bigger percentage of their gross production. Yeah. Uh, one example of that being the absolutely despicable, embarrassing boxing matches that they continue to oh, have. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're not awesome, so let's move right along to a much more awesome segment. It is the segment of Whirlowall. Watch, read, listen, life style. Hey, I thought of a watch. Okay. We have, you've been watching something. I've been watching something. I don't know the name, so can't help you there. If you are interested in learning more about Amelia Earhart, what's interesting, you know, of course, famously disappeared. We, for many decades, didn't know what happened, but... Uh, if you go and watch, there's a, what's it called? Documentary called Amelia Earhart, The Lost Evidence. It's a 2017 documentary that... I thought you were going to say 20 hours. And I was like, what? (laughs) Sorry, 2017. Just to clarify. um, With some interesting hypothesis about what could have happened to Amelia Earhart. Okay. There's a lot of theories. And then there's other people that insist that 
they know exactly what happened. And oh, of course. Or I be... am, actually, I am Amelia Earhart. Right, exactly. I'll tell you this on my deathbed. <laughs> like D.P. Cooper. Yes. Okay. Nothing to read. We've been reading, but nothing to pass along yet. Yes. Um, listening. Well, you could go turn on the Bing Crosby Bing record. Crosby. It's not too late for a white Christmas, <laughs> or is it? Um, I wanted to note that I forget that Spotify is not just an application by which you can listen to music on your phone or your desktop or wherever. Or podcasts. Or podcasts. Um, it also has a social component. I use Spotify so much on my phone that I forget in the desktop app that you you get a little running sidebar of what your friends, if you're connected. If with you them. have friends, I don't. Thus, I have no sidebar. If you've connected your Facebook account to your Spotify account, you can have you have this little rolling list of what your friends are listening to. You know what my sidebar says? You are one lonely bastard. <laughs> oh, it's depressing. You don't like social media. That's part of it. Is it? I yeah. don't know. Anyway, one of the awesomes, Mary Carver, who was on the show towards the end of 2020, uh, sent me a very nice message saying that she had noticed in her Spotify sidebar that I'd been listening to a playlist called Energetic Instrumentals. And, and she checked it out and she was like, this is really fantastic writing music. I love to listen to a little background music while I'm working, but I cannot listen to music that has words in it. I just can't on my mind. I you know, Old Man River for you? <laughs> old Man River or any uh, sung music, but okay. instrumentals I like. And so... What about beatboxing? Definitely not beatboxing. Okay. If the spoken word or sung word is involved at all, I cannot listen to it. So if it's a... Uh... What church is it that has no instruments? A church of Christ. If it was a Church of Christ choir, you couldn't function? Right. Okay. I'm trying well, to tell you. Good thing we're not Church of Christ. I can't even really listen to Gregorian chant. I mean, I need... Just, I can't listen to that anyway. I need pure instrumental, no words for the most part. So, anyway. But wait. Gregorian chant. Every time I think of one even... And I wish I could remember where I saw this. I can't remember if it was a Monty Python or something else. Yeah. But it was a group of sad, lethargic monks trudging along, singing a thing, and then, it, like, on a cadence every little bit, they'd smack the crap out of themselves I with something. I think it is Monty Python. Yeah. yeah. So you just took me down that path. Anyway, if you like a, an instrumental playlist to keep you company while you work, enter, enter, no, inner, energetic. Energetic. Yeah, I'm not mess I'm not doing that word justice. Like energy, energetic. Yes, that kind. Okay. Not like I N N E R. Not like I have jetics inside of me. <laughs> they are my energetics. <laughs> not that kind. Energetic instrumentals on Spotify. Man, that was a long walk to get there, right. but there we are. Well, for lifestyle, we have baloney. Not the baloney that has a first name. No. Or a second name. No. But actual legit baloney from Germany. Yes. Um, we have a little store that has some of that. We had some today. It is, it's delightful. It's a spreadable It's a spreadable. Bologna. And it's so delicious. Yes. We did the old charcuterie yeah. meal of things today. And we that did. was part of it. And uh, it was very good. Yes. Well, we have been uh, slowly making changes around here, both outside and inside the home. One that had been needing to be done for a hot minute. An embarrassingly long amount of time. Was our living room. The furniture. 
Yeah. Not the actual room. We didn't demo part of the house or anything. No, no. No remodeling. This is just like a little redecorating touch-up, I guess you could say. Yes. We got rid of furniture and rug that had been here way too long. Bought new. Had a delightful... We, I think we even told the story. We did. We talked about it. Out. So we're at, what, 80% completion at 80%. this point? 80%. We have four or five pieces here. Yeah. Um, just as a... And from a true lifestyle, life experience perspective. So we had purchased from... I, I'm pretty sure they're local. Um Ashley Furniture, I could be completely wrong. It may be more like regional, because I know Emily has purchased from them, and she's in Dallas. Yeah, so. but but even still, I think, uh, however it's set up, I feel like at least that one of the manufacturing facilities is here okay. for them. And so you you order, well, you, you go to the store, you look, you pick what you want. If they don't have it in stock, yeah. they order it then from, in this instance, I believe just across the street or something, manufacturing facility. And the weirdity of that, in this instance at least, is that when, as these pieces have arrived, um, they've not been fully packaged. Oh my gosh. Like you would expect. so weird. Like it, off it, the delivery truck. Yeah, they just come like, here's your chair. There's no wrapping around it, anything protective. And so as the end table came in, the... The doors were wrecked mm -hmm. in the front as it ridden in the truck. Something had rammed through and broken a piece. Yeah. And so I got that scheduled to be, well, yeah, they couldn't just keep it. They had to come back to get it yes. and bring the new one to replace it as yes. it came. Some weird policy within their thing. But then immediately after they left, I'd sat down in one of the two new chairs and it was a teeter-totter. And I've... We didn't order a teeter-totter. I didn't get a teeter-totter no, chair. I said damn no. I said damn no. I turned it over. I looked at it. They had, there were four bolts that were supposed to hold the bottom piece onto the main portion of the chair. And they were, none of them were completely screwed in. And I thought, oh, well, I'm moderately handy. And I went and got the tools to screw it in, but they'd stripped out the four bolts that you would use to tighten it. Mm -hmm. And so in great rage, I called to get that addressed. All of that to say, take a little time to inspect. If you're going to go this route, not just this company, but any that yes. would deliver anything, yeah. look at it and be picky and take your time and don't sign anything until you have. Exactly. Make them make you whole. That's part of their business model if you'll play your part. Yes. Yes. Well, next month our couch is supposed to finally arrive and I'll be so thrilled. Oh, I just hope it arrives without problems. Yes. Because it took literally two and a half months from the time we bought it yeah. For them to get it made. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Yes. Theoretically, we still don't have it. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, I have one other thing that I thought was interesting. Amusing. I don't know what I'd call this, so it's just its own thing. These are, let's just say, either unprofessional or inappropriate mm. um, things that doctors have said okay. to their patients. I enjoy both of those. Yes, you like inappropriate things. Yeah. You are inappropriate. I am. Um, oh, come on. It's, it's taking a long time it's to load the got to load a bunch of pictures so the whole screen pictures, keeps jumping. ads are loading. Now, not all of these are appropriate, so I'll, I'll skip a few. You'll have to bear with me. Okay, yeah, we got pop-ups happening. Yeah, probably have some pornography next. I don't know. Okay. So a lady goes to the doctor because she has a patch of psoriasis that okay. she's wanting to get looked at. Not the appointment. 
she's, she's trying to show the doctor the rash she had. It was on her armpit. She's having difficulty doing this with her shirt on. So she finally asks the doctor if she can take the shirt off. And he replies, uh, and he was an older man, and he re sat back and said, yes, excite me. That's disgusting. That's, I would have walked yeah. straight out of the office. Find a, a new doctor. I hate it, yes. That one's terrible. I won't read it. I think uh, it's made up anyway. Okay. Some, yeah, sometimes these stories are a little embellished, I think. Okay. Uh, a man has been experiencing facial numbness. Okay. So he goes to a neurologist who asks him if he's a homosexual. Okay. When he said that he was, the neurologist told him that his lifestyle can cause anxiety, which can lead to facial, facial numbness. And then referred him to a psychiatrist. That story does not check out. That's bizarre. From the, from the neurologist. Wait, you got you got to read the last line. Well, it was freaky. I wanted to skip it. Yeah. So the guy went to a different neurologist and found out he had a brain tumor. A brain tumor. That's a little different. Come on, homophobic doctors. Yes. Get your life together. Okay. A doctor came in. Um... And the lady asked the doctor about uh, high-risk pregnancies. Um, and the doctor was like, yeah, you should lay off the hard drugs so you don't lose another baby. What? And it turns out that the doctor had read the wrong file. And oh, my god! was speaking aggressively to someone that did not use drugs. Oh, my gosh. No. No, 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 no. Um... Nice. Here, a uh, doctor came in and told uh, a woman that she had gallstones. And not knowing what those were, she asked the doctor, to which the doctor replied, the best thing I can tell you to do is Google it. <laughs> no! Your doctor is literally <laughs> supposed to say, don't go home and Google this. <laughs> that doctor did the opposite. Yeah. The whiteness. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. Yeah lady was having chronic pelvic pain. She'd waited about a year before finally going in to, to see a specialty doctor about this who didn't even review the, her file, according to her, upon seeing her, asked her a few basic questions, completely skipped the examination, and told her she was just constipated and then laughed about it. Oh, my gosh. Um, a year and a half later, the woman was diagnosed with... Endometriosis? yeah. By a different doctor. Yeah. Oh my different gosh. different things. Don't like it. Um, a woman had gone in. A lot of these are women related, and yeah. I, I don't know why, but they are. It just is what it is. A woman had a nervous breakdown in the doctor's office about three weeks after her baby was born. Okay. Postpartum thing. Yeah. Um, and the doctor urgently told her that she needed to go straight home and have sex with her husband. W-T-F. <laughs> we were just talking about... And then the husband came in from the side room and high-fived the doctor. No. Before <laughs> we started recording, we talked about how we haven't had that much cursing on the show lately. Of course, except for damn no. But that made me want to use all of the curse words. Yes. Um, at the age of 13, a woman and her uh, sister went in to the doctor where they found out they had bronchitis and the doctor told them that the only reason they got it is because they were fat. Nope, that's not right. That's not you how bronchitis to to works. 
That's last I checked. That's not how bronchitis. Sometimes works. you go to the emergency room. You don't know that you have bronchitis or that you're pregnant. That is a real true life story that happened to me. Thankfully, our doctor in the ER was a lot more sensitive yes, in his delivery yes, he was. than uh, some of these stories. That, yeah, I will not go further there, but yes. Okay, there was a 12-year-old girl, and like she had been recently taught at school, she'd gone home and was doing a self-breast examination and had found a lump, hmm. she believed. And so she goes into the doctor who... After discussing, after hearing her story, says, why are you touching yourself? You're too young to be doing that. Good heavens. Come on. That's, a, that's not fair. I'm losing my faith in the medical establishment. Well, this, this, is, this is all that the internet has to offer. So there's plainly a higher percentage of good doctors than this, so there'd be more stories. Okay, that's fair. Um, okay, a man goes into the doctor because oh, he believes he has... <laughs> I don't know if we can do this one. <laughs> you want me to skip it? Maybe so. That one is. We'll do it. Very we'll do race. It. Okay, racy, uh, racy warning for. Anyone. I'll rewrite portions Woo. of this for the more tender-hearted. A uh, man thought that he had a hernia, so he goes into the doctor. Doctor tells him to drop his pants. At which point he became mildly aroused, which is a, it's a, you know, it's a nerves thing and all that and. The doctor told him, hey, don't worry about it. Ever since I found out you were coming in, I've been excited, too. <laughs> and that's, oh, one, that's the last okay. one. We, we can better close wrap on it that. up. It's probably good. If that's all the bad doctor stories we have out there, we obviously have some pretty good doctors in the world. Okay. These, just, this, these few people were not fortunate enough to find them. I guess. I've told the story, I think, before. Um, one of the places that I coached had a retired general practitioner doctor who had become the team doctor um, kept a had a small office on campus he'd go in a few hours a day here and there uh, certainly be available by appointment for all the athletes not just not just our sport all the athletes and uh, we'd, we'd kind of gone on a spree of of kids that had had different things come up and we'd ask him did you did you go in and see doc so-and-so Oh, yeah, no, no, and they always got weird about it. And like, why didn't you go in? Oh, no, 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 no. They wouldn't. Didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And it took several to finally figure out. We we finally started getting a few of the kids to talk, and evidently, according to the kids, I don't know. It didn't matter what you went in for. You go in like, Doc, I, I, you know, my pinky hurts. Say, All right, take your pants off. No matter what was wrong, you had to take your pants off. And this was freaking people out, as it should. As it should. As it should. Yes, you listen to that inner. Genetic. Yes. Just telling you this yes. is not right. And that would be the genetic within you. Yes. The energetic. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, I think that's all the terribleness I have for today. All right. It's a good note to end on. Very well. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. If your doctor gives you terrible guidance, you can fire them. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.